0: Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin Al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Al Muslim. The Book of Wills. <laughs> Chapter on A Man's <removes> Will Should Be Written With Him. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It is not right for a Muslim man who has anything that he wants to bequeath to stay for more than two nights without having his will written with him. It was narrated from Ubaidullah, a hadith similar to number 4204 with this chain, except that they, the narrators, said, Who has anything to be bequeathed? And they did not say anything that he wants to bequeath. A hadith like that of Ubaydullah number 4205 was narrated from Nafi' from Ibn Umar from the Prophet peace be upon him and they said who has anything to be bequeathed but in the hadith of Ayyub it says that he wants to bequeath like the report of Yahya from Ubaydullah it was narrated from Salim from his father that he heard the messenger of Allah peace be upon him say It is not right for a Muslim man who has anything to be bequeathed to stay for three nights without having his will written down with him. Abdullah bin Umar said, Since I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say that, no night passed, but I had my will with me. A hadith like that of Amr bin al-Harith, number 4207, was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain. Chapter on, Bequeathing One Third it was narrated from Amir bin sa that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, visited me during the farewell pilgrimage, when I fell sick with a sickness that brought me close to death. I said, O Messenger of Allah, you can see how bad my sickness is, and I am wealthy, and no one will inherit from me except one daughter of mine. Can I give two-thirds of my wealth in charity? He said, No. I said, Can I give half of it in charity? He said, No, give one-third, and one-third is a lot. If you leave your heirs rich and wealthy, that is better for them than leaving them dependent and asking from people. You will never spend on maintenance, seeking thereby the face of Allah, but you will be rewarded for it, even a morsel that you put in your wife's mouth. I said, O Messenger of Allah, will I be left behind my companions? He said, You will never be left behind by them and do a good deed. Seeking thereby the face of Allah, but it will increase you in status. Perhaps you will live until some people benefit from you and others are harmed by you. O Allah, complete the emigration of my companions and do not cause them to turn back on their heels. How unfortunate Sa'd bin Khawla was. He said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, felt sorry for him because he died in Mecca. A similar report as number 4209 was narrated with this chain. It was narrated that Sa'ad said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, entered upon me to visit me when I was sick, and he narrated a hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, number four thousand two hundred and ten. but he did not mention that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said about Sa'ad bin Khawla, but he said, he did not want to die in a land from which he had immigrated. Mus'ab bin Sa'd narrated that his father said, I felt sick and I sent word to the Prophet peace be upon him. I said, let me divide my wealth as I wish. But he refused. I said, then half? And he refused. I said, then one third? He, the narrator, said. He remained silent after one third. He said, after that, one third was permissible. A similar report, as number 4212, was narrated from Simak with, but he did not say, after that, one-third was permissible. It was narrated from Musa'b bin Sa'ad that his father said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, visited me when I was sick, and I said, I will bequeath all my wealth. He said, No. I said, Then one-half? He said, No. I said, One-third? He said, Yes, but one third is a lot. It was narrated from three of the sons of Sa'd, from their father, that the Prophet (peace be upon him) entered upon Sa'd to visit him when he was sick in Mecca, and he wept. He said, "Why are you weeping?" He said, "I am afraid that I will die in the land from which I emigrated, as Sa'd bin Khawlah died." The Prophet (peace be upon him) said, "O oh Allah, heal Sa'd! O oh Allah, heal Sa'd!" Three times he said. O Messenger of Allah, I have a lot of wealth, and only my daughter will inherit from me. Should I bequeath all my wealth? He said, No. He said, Then two-thirds? He said, No. He said, Then half? He said, No. He said, Then one-third? He said, One-third. But one-third is a lot. What you give of your wealth is charity. What you spend on your family is charity. What you give to your wife to eat from your wealth is charity. If you leave your family well off, that is better for you than leaving them asking from people. And he gestured with his hand. It was narrated that three of the sons of Sa'ad said, Sa'ad fell sick in Mecca, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to visit him. A hadith like that of al number 4215. Three of the sons of Sa'ad bin Malik narrated, each of them narrating a hadith like that of the others, that Sa'ad fell sick in Mecca and the Prophet peace be upon him came to visit him. A hadith like that of Amr bin Sa'id from humayd al-Himyari, number 4215. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, Would that the people would reduce it from one-third to one-quarter. For the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, One-third and one-third is a lot chapter on the reward for charity reaches the deceased it was narrated from abu Huraira that a man said to the prophet peace be upon him my father died and he left behind some wealth but he did not make a will will it expiate for him if charity is given on his behalf he said yes it was narrated from aisha that a man said to the prophet peace be upon him my mother died suddenly and i think that if she could have spoken she would have given charity. Will I have a reward if I give charity on her behalf? He said, yes. It was narrated from Aisha that a man came to the Prophet peace be upon him and said, O Messenger of Allah, my mother died suddenly and she did not leave a will. I think that if she could have spoken, she would have given charity. Will she have a reward if I give charity on her behalf? He said, yes it was narrated from Hisham bin Urwah a hadith similar to number 4221 with this chain as for Abu Usama and Rawh in their hadith it says will i have a reward as Yahya bin Sa'id said as for Shu'aib and Ja'far in their hadith it says will she have a reward as in the hadith of Ibn Bishr chapter on what reward reaches a man after his death It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said When a man dies all his good deeds come to an end except three ongoing charity beneficial knowledge or a righteous son who will pray for him. Chapter on Waqf Endowment It was narrated that Ibn Umar said Umar was given a share of land in Khaybar and he came to the Prophet peace be upon him to consult him about it. He said O Messenger of Allah I have been given a share of land at Khaybar, and I have never been given any wealth that is more precious to me than it. What do you command me to do with it? He said, If you wish, you can freeze it, and give it in charity. So Umar gave it in charity and stipulated that it was not to be sold, given as a gift, or inherited. And he gave it in charity to the poor, relatives, and slaves, for the cause of Allah, and for wayfarers and guests. And there was no sin on the one appointed to look after it if he ate from it on a reasonable basis and fed a friend without storing anything for the future. He, Ibn Aun, said, I narrated this hadith to Muhammad ibn Shidin when I reached the words without storing anything for the future. Muhammad said, without storing it with a view to becoming rich. Ibn Aun said, The one who read this book, he told me that in it are the words, without storing it with a view to becoming rich. A similar report, as number 4224, was narrated from Ibn Aun with this chain, except that in the hadith of Ibn Abi Za'idah and Azhar, it ends at the words, and feed a friend without storing anything for the future, and he did not mention what comes after that. The hadith of Ibn Adi includes what is mentioned by Sulaim. I narrated this hadith to Muhammad. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that Umar said, I was given a share of the land of Khaybar and I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, I have been given a share of the land of Khaybar and I have never acquired any wealth that is dearer to me or more precious than that. And he quoted a similar hadith as number 4224 but he did not mention the words, I narrated it to Muhammad. And what comes after that? Chapter on not making a will for the one who has nothing to be bequeathed. It was narrated that Talha bin Musarrif said, I asked Abdullah bin Abi awfa did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, leave a will? He said, no. I said, why is making a will prescribed for the Muslims or why are they commanded to make wills? He said, his final guidance was adherence to the Book of Allah. A similar report was narrated from Malik bin Migwal. As number 4227, except that in the hadith of Waqeer it says, I said, how come the people were commanded to make wills? In the hadith of Ibn Numair, it says, how come it is prescribed for the Muslims to make wills? It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not leave behind a dinar, a dirham, a sheep, nor a camel, and he did not bequeath anything. A similar report, as number 4229, was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain. It was narrated that Al-Aswad bin Yazid said, They said in the presence of Aisha that Ali was bequeathed something by the Prophet peace be upon him. She said, When did he make a will for him? He was leaning on my chest, or, she said, in my lap. And he called for a bowl, then he fell into my lap and I did not realize that he had died. So when did he make a will for him? It was narrated that Sa'id bin Jubair said, Ibn Abbas said, Thursday, and what a Thursday. Then he wept until his tears wet the pebbles. I said, O Abu Abbas, what about Thursday? He said, The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, took a turn for the worse, and he said, Come to me and I will dictate for you a document, so you will not go astray after I am gone. But they argued about that and it is not appropriate to argue in the presence of a prophet. They said, What is the matter with him? Is he delirious? Try to find out what he means. He said, Let me be. The state in which I am now is better. I urge you to do three things. Expel the idolaters from the Arabian Peninsula, and reward the delegations as I used to do. Then he remained silent about the third. Or he said, and I was caused to forget it. Abu Ishaq Ibrahim said, Al-Hassan bin Bishr told us, Sufyan told us this hadith. Footnote, regarding the statement, try to find out what he means. That is, some of them thought that it was better that he not be bothered with that due to the strain on his condition. While others thought that it should be considered an order from him. Then some of them asked the others whether they thought that there was something wrong with him. Maybe they thought that he was delirious and that is why they did not want him to write. And then they told them that rather, they should listen to what he is saying and try to understand it. See Minat al-Mun'im. It was narrated from Sa'ad bin Jubair that Ibn Abbas said, Thursday, and what a Thursday. Then, his tears started to flow until I saw what looked like strings of pearls on his cheeks. He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Bring me a shoulder blade and an inkpot, or a tablet and an inkpot and I will dictate for you a document after which you will never go astray. They said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is in a state of delirium. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was dying, there were men in the house among whom was Umar bin al-Khattab. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Come, let me dictate for you a document after which you will not go astray. Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is overcome with pain, and you have the Qur'an. The Book of Allah is sufficient for us. The people in the house disagreed, and they argued. Some of them said, Come close and let the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, dictate for you a document after which you will not go astray. Others agreed with what Umar said. When their idle talk and argument in the presence of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, became too much, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Get up and leave. Ubaidullah said, Ibn Abbas used to say, What a calamity it was when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was prevented from dictating that document for them because of their disagreement and noise.